Welcome back to the Bible in History. I'm Jeff Johnson, and with me, of course, today is my mother, Rebecca Johnson. Uh, and today we're going to be talking about uh, some of the similarities across the world that kind of um, relate to the Tower of Babel. Um, right. and, and kind of using those to point back and kind of prove um, what happened and, and kind of uh, show uh, how it all connects. Uh, in interesting ways throughout history. Uh, so I think it's going to be a very interesting uh, episode. I'm going to begin reading Genesis chapter 11, verses 5 through 9. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men builded. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one, and they have all one language, and this they begin to do. And now nothing will be restrained from them, which they have imagined to do. Go to, let us go down, and there confound their language, that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of all the earth, and they left off to build the city. Therefore is the name of it called Babel, because the Lord did there confound the language of all the earth, from thence did the Lord scatter them abroad upon the face of all the earth. Well, this leads to some really exciting stuff. Um, yes. It gets more and more fun as we go along, as we really, really now can tie in the Bible with other cultures, what's going on around the world. Because up until this point, we have not been able to, before the flood, exactly pinpoint where everything was because of course everything is very different yes but now we're going to start being able to pinpoint as the world is today where things are taking place and one of the unique things i had talked about Semiramis and the religion she founded mm -hmm. at the tower of babel which of course is pure satanism yes. and i talked about the fact before about how many false religions are stemmed from this, the, the worship of the Queen of Heaven, um, mm -hmm. the Moon Goddess. And so the Queen of Heaven, of course, very, very prevalent in Catholicism. And the Moon is worshipped still today throughout the Muslim world, even though they would scream and throw a tantrum like a two-year-old saying they don't, they do. That's why there's a crescent moon on everything that's Muslim. And so um, it's interesting because at this point, and, and, and we talked about the fact that this was a good 120-year reign, according to yeah. archaeological records. So this wasn't quick. I mean, this really took quite a while to happen. Yeah. And then God scatters them. We're going to talk more about that next time. But I want to talk about what was at the Tower of Babel that was carried with them around the world. What are some mm -hmm. similarities that we can see that point directly back to the whole event at the Tower of Babel and we find them worldwide? Yep. Well, one of them is pyramids. Um, it's interesting because when you say the word pyramid, if you are any kind of, a, you know, if you took history at all, where does your mind immediately go? You'll immediately think of Egypt. Exactly, Egypt. It's very common there. But what most people do not realize is that, in fact, pyramids are found around the entire world. Mm -hmm. They're very They're, common. They are. 
There's pyramids in North, Central, South America. There's pyramids on islands. There's pyramids in Africa, obviously. There's pyramids in Europe. There's pyramids all across Asia. Pyramids are a very, very common similarity. Now, yeah. there's the perfect pyramid and the step pyramid. And if you learned anything about Egyptian history, first of all, I'm going to teach you later that you learned the timeline wrong. But, you know, there is <laughs> the three beautiful, perfect pyramids, which were much more beautiful when they were first created. So you oh, have yeah. your three perfect gorgeous. pyramids, but you have a lot of step pyramids or mastabas. Throughout the world, you're going to find more of the form of the step pyramid rather than the perfect pyramid. Mm -hmm. um, which would indicate that probably at the Tower of Babel, you dealt with a step pyramid. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's interesting to know, especially I think of the Incan civilization. Mm -hmm. They had big complexes and a lot of step pyramid style um, structures. Uh, and those step pyramids were very much used for religious practices. Exactly. Um, and, and so you see that connection. Uh, again with Nimrod and, and all of that and all the religions. Yes. Uh, the, the Tower of Babel was a very religious um, building. It was a very, uh, quote, you know, uh, mm -hmm. holy site. Right. Uh, and so, and, and a lot of the pyramids around the world, the Incans, of course, were religious. The, the Egyptians were uh, typically tombs. Um, so they have these very... Um, sacred very special uh connotations with them and across the world uh whenever you find a pyramid usually it has a very special a very um mm -hmm. important meaning or, or purpose it's it's so true it's interesting we may not realize uh, there are a lot of pyramids that have been lost to us because yeah here in in south america where we live we're in the tropics. Um, it gets very hot here. Mm -hmm. And we have a lot of plant growth, which we're gonna talk about that in the future, which is really, really fun. But a lot of our pyramids have literally been swallowed up by yep. trees, plants, and nature growing over them. Um, just in my lifetime, a few years back, since we've been in Brazil, so in the last 15 years, um, a, a boy, a young boy doing research on Google Earth found a, another hidden pyramid in Central America. Um, so who knows, there could be somebody out there who loves to research and loves to dig through the Google Earth thing, and you may find yet another one. Um, a pyramid here in Brazil, on the border of Brazil and Peru, was discovered simply because people started building on what they thought was a very peculiar looking mountain, and when they did, they found artifacts. So they called, and sure enough, they were sitting on a pyramid. There are pyramids mm -hmm. all over Central and South America that have been just literally swallowed up by yeah. the jungle. And I would assume that is true of the Sahara. We know that in our lifetime, in my lifetime, there have been whole cities completely lost to the Sahara. So who knows? how much is down there that we don't even realize. Yeah. Um, which is great. Yeah. China boasts some of the most amazing pyramids. 
large pyramids, including a pyramid that housed the terracotta warriors. Um, it was one of my great distresses in life that the terracotta warriors came to Chicago and I didn't have time to go see them because we were just <laughs> home for a brief furlough and we, didn't, we couldn't get tickets. But the terracotta warriors, um, a really fascinating study, were buried oh, yes. under a pyramid. Um, India is home to a number of pyramids. Pyramids were clearly a big part of it. Yep. Another thing, though, that is really interesting, and we talked about the location of the Tower of Babel, and I'm going to really kind of point to that again here, are stone circles. There are stone circles, stone hinges, whatever you want to call them, all around the world. When I say Stonehenge, you immediately think of what country? England. England. Exactly. Very populous there. But that isn't the only Stonehenge out there. There are Stonehenges all over. Yep. We have Stonehenges here in Brazil. There's a Stonehenge on the bottom of Lake Michigan. They just recently found that. I love that thing. And you might think, well, what does that have to do with the Tower of Babel? Well, it's really simple. If the Tower of Babel is located where I and other archaeologists believe it is located, which is in the north of Syria and the border of Turkey, ironically, right there is the oldest stone ring found in the world, Gobelkli Tepe, in Gobelkli Tepe, Turkey. Now, I know there's some Turkish archaeologist out there who's shaking his head and going, oh, yeah, 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 yes, I know, I'm sorry, I said that very badly, but... <laughs> Look it up. G-O with two little umlauts on top. B-E-K-L-I-T-E-P-E. -E -E. Go Belkley Tepe, Turkey. Now, keep in mind, if you research it, they're evolutionists. They believe in millions of years. Yeah. Archaeologists who are evolutionary based believe it's 10,000 years old. We know it is not 10,000 years old. But I truly believe that this archaeological site I agree with what they say. It's the oldest religious site known to man, modern man, yep. because the rest was destroyed. Mm -hmm. I think that this site was connected directly to the Tower of Babel. And there's a couple yep. of reasons. Their megalith structures, megalith means larger than humanly conceivable. Remember, you have to keep in mind as you look at this stuff. Archaeologists truly believe in evolution, most of them. Yes. So they have linked, they have grouped us into these weird ages, and you've heard them. The Stone Age, the Iron Age, the Copper Age, the Bronze Age, whatever. It's ridiculous, okay? They came off the Tower of Babel more advanced than we could ever hope to be. Yep. And they knew how to do things that we can't imagine or dream of today. And that's going to keep coming up. And I wanted to make sure you understand that because I will not use Stone Age. They didn't chip away at this stuff with a stone tool. That's nonsense. No. Um, they use things that we can't understand. And there's a lot of proof for this in a lot of books I could recommend. On yeah, that. And, and, and even just looking at the Great Pyramid of Giza, we still can't tell uh, how they built that. So it's like, you know, you, you look at that and... and it proves in and of itself that they were far more capable than, than we believe them to believe. Right. Believe them to have been. Right. Sorry. Um, this particular stone circle, uh, Gobekli Tepe in Turkey, a couple interesting things about it. They carved yeah. animals into every stone. 
which would indicate animal worship, which we saw yep. with Semirami's establishment because she starts by offering bulls. This is going to go into Egypt. This is a big deal. Number two, it's a stone circle, which we find literally everywhere in the world. Little islands have stone yep. circles. Uh, they, they're found everywhere. Stone circles are extremely important. They usually line up on the summer and winter solstice for a specific Again, they're very religious, religious rites. connotations. Mm -hmm. Stone circles usually ran and ended up at the uh, not at the opposite end of a pyramid, but a distance away. They were for two separate religious ceremonies, and so but within a travel distance, not a super long distance away. Which, if I'm right, and if others of us are right, the Tower of Babel would have been located relatively close to this stone circle. The other thing that is really fascinating to me is that it was buried quickly and not by the course no, of time it was buried yeah. by humans quickly now let's stop and analyze that thought you have an enormous this thing is huge you have an yeah. enormous beautiful ornate stone circle for religious purposes and you destroy it on purpose and bury it why mm. would you do that well, one really good reason is if you saw, if you have chosen to not believe in the one true God, which those who followed Seminomis certainly were that way, mm -hmm. you just, the gods, little g gods, became very angry and everybody started speaking differently and dispersed. Yep. So it would be cursed. We kind of talked about this before. It would be cursed and you would want to get rid of it. Yeah. And yeah. so it makes kind of perfect sense why all the other stone rings are still standing as much as they can stand over time and millennia, but also why this one would be buried. The stone ring idea would come from the Tower of Babel. So again, this is not a cultural thing for this little group or that little group. This is something that has come from one central source Semiramis. Yeah. and note the two yeah. things that you typically worship at a stone circle the moon and the sun and the pagan trinity was yep. the god of the sun which was nimrod and the god of the moon semiramis mm -hmm. and then of course you have the tammuz or the little naked cupid which represents transgenderism um so it's really fascinating to me that literally the stone circle, even more than pyramids, you find stone circles everywhere around the world. Yeah. One other thing, yeah. really interesting and odd, mummification. Mummification is something yeah. found all over the world. And we don't think about that. You don't, you, when I say mummy, where did your mind go? Egypt. Egypt. The great yes. pharaohs of Egypt. But the truth of the matter is they have found mummies in China, in South America, Central America. Mm -hmm. They have found mummies in Europe. They have found mummies in Africa. So again, mummification. Now, we don't know. There is no archaeological record 
pointing that practice to the tie-in of Semiramis and the religion there. But mummification, at least in Egypt, was predominantly done to preserve the body for the afterlife. So yep. it would make sense that they would have gotten this idea that you need your body for the afterlife from the same source. Why would everyone just yeah. magically start mummifying their bodies? And how would they know how to do it? You know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a very unique uh, process, especially with the Egyptians. Um, kind of weird practices there. Um, and again, very ritualistic, very um, religious. And, and, and uh, there was a process to it um, that's kind of bizarre. Um, and I'm not I'm not familiar with all the mummies uh, practices around the world, but I would very assume similar. they're very ritualistic yep. in nature. Um, uh, you have to wrap that body in a very specific way to get it to stay preserved like they do. Uh, so it's, it's a lot of interesting similarities between them all. That while we don't necessarily have as much proof, it does make a logical sense to kind of bring that back to the Tower of Babel. Or maybe further to pre-flood, but right. somewhere in there, you know. Uh, it's it's very interesting, and very you know it's funny too when you talk about mummies. Universally, when mummies have been found, they've typically been found with burial items. Now in Egypt, yes. they really go overboard. In China, they really go overboard. Um, in Central and South America, it's a little bit scaled down, to be frank. Um, they just didn't quite send as much into the afterlife as they did in the other two places. But that whole concept of selfishness is the only way I can put it. It's all about yeah. me, myself, and what would yeah. make me happy in this life and the afterlife. And, it, and it's interesting to me, if you look at all that kind of porn um, yeah. that they did. <laughs> It's very much uh, anti-biblical. Um, and again, you see Satan's influence here. Satan knows that we can't take anything with us when we die and go to heaven. Uh, there are no earthly possessions that we will take with us. Um, and, and so he takes that and he says, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change that. And, and the Egyptians and, and the Chinese especially really dug into that. And they tried to take... They believed they could take tons and tons of stuff. And so their whole life was spent um, working towards that end and building earthly treasures. Um, but um, they, it's useless and it's, it's pointless. Absolutely true. And we want to encourage you, if you aren't for sure you're going to heaven, please watch our video on salvation um, because yeah. putting your faith in yourself is a complete waste of time. So do learn from their mistakes and fix them. Yeah. So. so I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have any questions, uh, please feel free to email us at thebibleinhistory at gmail.com. We'd love to try to answer those questions for you. Uh, join us next week. We're going to be talking about the actual dispersion. Yeah. Um, and, and a lot of interesting things and, and we finally get into all the different um, cultures and, and, and all that kind of stuff and 
watching uh, history grow uh, to what we know it today. Uh, so join us next week. We'd love to have you there. See you then. If you enjoyed today's video, please like and subscribe to our channel. You can also follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, and Google Podcasts.